For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Great to be with you. Big show today in the wake of a fantastic weekend in the Premier League. Lots of upsets, uh, some really surprise results. Of course, we are talking primarily about Tottenham Hotspur beating Manchester City at the Etihad. But there were some other really incredible results as well, including Leicester City being beaten by Wolves. And we have to ask ourselves how much longer Brendan Rodgers is there. But look, we're going to get to it all. I'm going to be joined a little later by my good friend Nick Webster. We're going to go through all the matches for you as well as give you our picks for this week, midweek, Champions League matches and while they may not be as exciting as the first slate of uh, of the round of 16 uh they are some good ones in there nevertheless uh great to be with you i'm with you each and every weeknight 6 p.m pacific 9 eastern then again midnight pacific 3 a.m on the east coast and if you're listening on sports overnight america coming to you on the sports byline broadcast network and sirius xm as well as iHeartRadio, tune in the award-winning sirius xm app and if you miss any part of the show don't worry about it. You can check us out on our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, podcast network, where you will find all the shows. So please do me a favor. Subscribe to the show. And then when it's over, you'll have it in your in your device, on your device. Is it in or on the device? I don't know. Anyway, loads to talk about today in what is now the rundown the stretch run of the Premier League, the stretch run of the Champions League, the stretch run of the Europa League. We're going to get into summer. There will be fewer than usual money-spending friendlies because of the World Cup coming up in November. Speaking of money-spending friendlies being reported in the United States, we could have a decent one to look forward to uh, over the summer. I'm going to tell you about it when we come back. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, that is absolutely the best way to reach out. If you've got a question or comment, I would absolutely love to hear from you. Okay, I'm going to step aside, take a quick break, and I will be right back with more right here, World Soccer Radio. Don't go anywhere. Just let that play a little bit longer. Just love Iggy and the Stooges. Welcome back. World Soccer Radio. The Super Bowl now is somewhat of a fleeting memory. 
And NFL may be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. And speaking of that, did you see that brawl over the weekend? But if you want all the latest odds, totals, player performance, props, uh, or where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You heard it. Just 50. Just go over, sign up, and get 50% bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. It's not just basketball. Obviously, BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, Olympics. Uh, they've even got your favorite Vegas casino games. And for us on this show, I have to tell you, they have the full slate of all the soccer you might want. Premier League, Ligue 1, La Liga, Serie A, Bundesliga, Major League Soccer. Uh, they've got the Cameroonian Ninth Division. They have everything you might want, as well as Champions League, Europa League, and all the FIFA tournaments. So... Bet online is your number one online wagering destination. They're the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your va- favorite games. Bet online is where the game starts. And I gave you some picks on Friday for our patented Friday Premier League pundits picks and prognostication show in the Premier League. And uh, some of them were okay, some of them were not. I, I will toot my own horn right now and tell you that West Ham Newcastle was a doozy uh, plus nine two ninety. So we did well on that, but not so well on some of the others. But stay tuned. I'm going to go through all of that with Nick Webster. Uh, talk a little bit about money spinning friendlies. Uh, there is actually a very interesting set of friendly matches likely to come up um, amongst some of the key players in the failed Europa Super League. Barcelona, Real Madrid, Juve, and supposedly, I'm hearing AC Milan, are going to have a preseason tournament in the United States, most likely on the West Coast. What is really cool about that, folks, is you're going to get to see a Super Classico. That doesn't happen all that often, that you get to check out a Super Classico outside of Spain itself. Madrid, Barcelona, and Juve exploring how they can make it work for them because they've all had huge losses over the pandemic. So, you know, when you talk about money-spinning friendlies, folks, this is spending more money than you could possibly, possibly imagine. And by the way, there was a Classico played. I'm just being clarified. Played in Miami in 2017. This was the first ever played outside of Spain. And in that match, Barcelona beat Madrid 3-2. Uh, That was Neymar's final match with Barcelona before he moved to PSG. And if you remember, that was 222 million euros. And that, to me, was a ridiculous sum of money. So um, would you go? Uh, If West Coast, I certainly would go. It's an opportunity to see some great players. I mean, you want to see, you know, players like Vinicius Jr., right? I mean, (laughs) you have to, really. I mean, he's probably the next great superstar of the game. So I thought that was interesting. Another uh, story, kind of sad. Um, you may not have heard about this because uh, he wasn't really uh, a, a major player and uh, for them and Ajax, not really, you know, uh, are not really a team that get a lot of uh, press here in the United States. But uh, they had a player named uh, Abdelhak Nouri, who was a very young, sort of 
phenom player, 20 years old, came through the system, uh, was playing in a friendly against Werder Bremen in 2017, and he had a cardiac arrest on the field, and the uh, medics came out and treated him, but he had it took them too long to restart his heart, and he suffered serious, serious brain damage, and basically has been in, you know, full time needs full time care. Um, they have now settled with the family amicably, and uh, for a very large amount of money, I believe, nearly uh, seven, nearly eight million euros, to the family of Abdul Haq Nouri uh, to take care of the lad as uh, he, you know, lives his life now with some really, really bad brain damage. So very sad. I bring that up. Well, first of all, it's an interesting story. But, you know, we're talking about Christian Eriksen, who also had a heart attack and died, essentially, was revived in time, appropriately, by the medical staff during the Euros and returned, to, uh, you know, went, went back and is now signed with Brentford and will be playing in the Premier League. I'm hearing next week, we're going to talk about that with Nick on the other side of the break. So, you know, one player doesn't get operated on properly on the pitch. The other does. One returns to the game, and the other lives his life with serious brain damage. And, and you know, this is why FIFA needs to stop worrying about the World Cup every two years and start worrying about putting in the requirements and the infrastructure and the training and the protocols that work across a global basis because that is what FIFA's job is. It's a global job. It's to set the guidelines and regulate the sport globally. And yes, the World Cup is their sort of preeminent event, but you know, really, folks? And, and I'm not bringing this up because I'm pointing fingers at the Ajax medical team. They did everything they could. But maybe, just maybe, special training is needed. They can look at these cases. They can develop protocols. They can de- develop policies and procedures that are specialized for this type of injury you know, the first time I think anybody really heard about athletes sort of having heart attacks and dying uh, was when uh, Len, uh, Len Bias died. Uh, he a basketball player, uh, great future ahead of it, ahead of him. He was in college, University of Maryland, and uh, died in uh, 1986. So, you know... Although I believe that they said that uh, there was there were drugs um, involved in that, but you know it's something that you need to look at. Okay, um, other stories around the world of football worth note as we start to get ready into our um, Premier League review show. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers doing quite well, and that's nice to see. Bruno Lager clearly being a good signing for them. Um, And United talking about how the win at Leeds was a perfect response to reports of a rift in the locker room. And once again, I will tell you this, when I hear people talking about a rift in the locker room and a perfect response to the nonsense reports, it makes me believe those reports are not nonsense. And in fact, there is a serious problem. And they may have beaten Leeds, but I think there's some serious systemic issues at Manchester United that are not going to get fixed until they can get a manager in, deal with some bad years with that manager, rebuild the squad, make a commitment, and go along for the long haul. 
they are slowly but surely coming to that realization and i think manchester united fans are slowly but surely understanding that that's the process it's going to take and you know if they'd had that process when alex Ferguson left if they'd had that patience and that long-term view they probably wouldn't have fired david moyes who was the hand-picked successor for the long term by Sir Alex Ferguson. But, you know, couldn't win trophies fast enough, and out he went. And really, have they won many trophies since? Not so much. This is what happens when you have an unrealistic expectation. And I think think that you are your own person with no one else in the league that you have to deal with. All right, enough of my yip-yapping. When we come back after break, let's talk Premier League football with my good friend Nick Webster will be joining us right here on World Soccer Radio. Don't go anywhere. Be right back with Nick after these messages. We're presented by betonline.ag. All right, well, welcome back. And uh, whereas uh, Gigantor may be a space-aged robot, uh, this is World Soccer Radio presented by betonline.ag. Nick Gieber, along with special guest, Nick Webster. Nick, how are you? I'm great, but I'm not feeling very special anymore, Nick. You're going to have to give me a, a, a bigger you know, bigger opening. Tell, tell everybody how great I am. Well, the, the absolutely spectacularly fantastic one of a kind, one and only, Nick Webster. Oh, that is. That's hey, better, I tell right? you what, that is an open right there. That, you have what, put Michael Buffer to shame. Yeah, right. That was one for the ages, Nick. Uh, let's get to it. We've got a couple of segments here, Nick. I want to run through the Premier League because we had, you know, uh, my picks were all over the place this weekend. I, I, I got a couple of, of absolutely wonderful ones, which would have paid fantastic money if you'd bet on my pick. But, Nick, did you have any idea on some of these results we were going to get? I mean, let's start, shall we? West Ham, Newcastle, United, Nick. I had that all over as a draw. Well, that's uh, spot on there, Nick. And I, I actually thought a, a draw was definitely on the cards because West Ham haven't been in the greatest of form. Newcastle, United, unbeaten in their last five and moving clearly away from the relegation zone which is uh, great i, I have to say uh, ma- makes me very happy yes so I, th- I think that i think that was good and i'm, I'm glad to see newcastle even with their you know saudi money moving away from the uh, relegation zone I, I do have a soft spot for the geordies well i do too nick but actually i happen to have a slightly different approach about this i like the saudi money infusion into newcastle because i think it's going to push the other teams it's going to push all the other top teams in the league to elevate their game even more, okay? It's another challenger. And and the idea that, you know, the fair play rules were kind of brought in to close the door in the hen house after two or three foxes were already in there, uh, namely, you know, Roman Abramovich and, you know, the the, the owners of uh, uh, Shake Your Booty at, uh, at um, uh, Man City. Well, what about your lot? Come um, on, taking all that dirty American money. Well, there you go. And, and, and Liverpool and... You know, 
all of this stuff. It was it, the idea that somehow the door gets closed behind him and no one else can do it. Just didn't sit right with me, Nick, because I'm all about I'm all about fairness. I don't like hypocrisy. So along come Newcastle. They now got the richest owners in all of football, uh, and uh, great to see them moving up. But I had that as a draw. And if you bet my if you bet the Saudi money on my pick for that, Nick, you'd be richer than than the Saudi investment fund. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Play, paid plus two ninety. Which was a very nice, uh, very nice number on the draw. Um, Arsenal Brentford. Well, this for me was, was was a fairly easy pick because Brentford have been a bit awful recently. They've you know their sort of wonderful early start to the season has sort of come naught out of it. I mean, if you remember, Nick, they were up to uh, what was it seventh in the table uh, at the beginning of October. They were like seven or eight matches in, and it's just all gone pear shaped really since then. Well, they've come down like the Christmas decorations, haven't they? I mean, yeah. I, think, I think it's a bit unfortunate for Brentford at the moment, although I did hear that Christian Eriksen is going to make his debut next weekend. But, you know, they're, they're definitely going to be sucked into some kind of relegation quagmire fight. Uh, Arsenal, I fully expected them to win this one. The disappointment for me was that the Arsenal couldn't keep the clean sheet, yeah. being that I had Ramsey and Tierney on my EPL fantasy team, which was rather irritating as they conceded in the 93rd minute. Yeah, it was a bit disappointing, wasn't it? And, you know, th- th- that for me has been a bit of Arsenal's problems, of course, compounded by the fact that Aubameyang, you know, has an absolutely blinder, right? An absolute blinder for... Uh, <laughs> Scores uh, a hat trick. For Barcelona. Uh, whoops. <laughs> oh, dear. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't make you look good when that happens, does it? No, unfortunately not. But, I mean, I think Aubameyang had kind of turned it in and Arteta seems to be that Arteta if you get on the wrong side of him he banishes you he he seems to have that like Jose Mourinho streak about him and uh, unfortunately Arteta got I mean uh, Aubameyang got on the wrong side lost the captaincy and the next thing you know he's been turfed out to Barcelona but I mean when you think about it Nick he was on 300 grand a week at Arsenal he's been turfed out to Barcelona Lovely place. I really have a fond spot for the uh, Catalan capital. And he's still on good wedge, so Aubameyang couldn't lose for winning. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, it's interesting. I, I tell you, I'm going to I'm going to um, make a distinction between Arteta and Mourinho, though, in the way that you can get on their bad side, because Mourinho likes to create chaos so that he can sort of separate the locker room. And I don't think that that's quite what Arteta does. I think Arteta has a a limited amount of patience to work with recalcitrant players, but I don't think he's the guy that deliberately likes to create chaos in the in in the in the locker room. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Uh, I mean, I think that um, Guardiola has shown that he can be ruthless, though. And when your time is up at City, he's not afraid to. uh, point that sharp elbow in your ribs and get you on your way no for sure uh, well that's well yeah but that's guardiola that's not arteta i mean you know anyway um all right let's move on to the next one aston villa watford nick webster what on earth is going on here steven gerrard well you know we we often the, the pair of us often laugh about new manager bounce and aston villa certainly had new manager bounce when gerrard showed up you know two months ago but all of a sudden, the guild is off the lily, and, and they're sort of struggling a little bit, which uh, is quite surprising. And that's a game they really shouldn't be losing. Absolutely. Uh, I just have no clue why they would lose that game. 
Um, on the other hand, you know, interestingly, something about Watford, Nick, their crappy run of form, and it's been one of the worst you could possibly have, right, since the end of November. I mean, they've literally, since the end of November to middle of February, they've lost every single match except for one. And we're talking... And we're talking about ten, so they, they 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 lost nine and drew one. That's that's awful. So for them to come out with this result for me was shocking, Nick. Well, I'm not going to say shocking, and the reason why is that Uncle Roy's taken over, and yeah. since Uncle Roy has been there, you know what? They've actually, you know, that this was the first game they won, but defensively, they really had tied tightened up a little bit. I mean, prior to Roy coming in, Ranieri's team was getting stuffed three nil, four nil. You know, I mean, they were they were leaking goals. But since Roy's sign come in, he's he's organised the back four. Uh, they're looking a lot steadier, and I guess this is the result of all the work that he's been doing um, on the training ground. But yes, for for Steven Gerrard and Aston Villa, really a terrible, terrible result. Yeah, just awful. Uh, all right, let's uh, move to the. And by the way, if you bet uh, Watford on that one, it paid plus four thirty at BetOnline.ag. Nick, plus four thirty. Nice. That is some juicy, juicy, juicy numbers. Brighton, <laughs> Brighton, Burnley. Now, Nick Webster, this was another one I just did not see coming at all. No, neither of us did. I mean, we were talking uh, earlier last week about Brighton being the draw specialists. Burnley, bottom of the table, really with no hope. And, and, and somehow Sam Dyche, and he does this every year. I mean, let's be honest. I, I think Sam Dyche is probably one of the most underrated managers in world football. This is a guy that somehow keeps Burnley in the Premier League year after year on the most minuscule of budgets. And they go out and they demolish Brighton. Three nothing away from home. Really, I think that's one of the results of the season. Congratulations to Burnley and Sean Dyche. And with this kind of form, with their new boy up top, the big lad, the big Dutch lad, I actually fancy them to cause a few problems here and there. I don't know about that, Nick. Uh, okay, we'll have. To, that's one of these where we'll have to wait and see. Okay, let's give that a wait and see. Crystal Palace, Chelsea. Uh, you no know, it wasn't a I big mean, surprise, but 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 really, Chelsea, Chelsea don't look particularly awe-inspiring, do they? Well, no, I mean, look, it's it's obvious that in the Premier League, Chelsea right now are going through a real rough patch. I mean, they're, they're not they're not scintillating. They're not really doing it on on any kind of level. And and this was a win that actually the team desperately needed because I mean they they've been going through a, a pretty tough time of it. I think that uh, the uh, the trip obviously becoming world club champions. I mean, both you and yeah. I think that talk is a load of rubbish, but. The, well, the no, but it, it, that, that, that's a really nice feather in the cap. I mean, you know, that, that, that's kind of like, well, it's one of those pieces of silverware. It's a little like the League Cup, where it's not necessarily the, the, the most glorious piece of silverware, but, but it's actually meaningful. And I, I think, you know, it's not often you get a chance to win the World Club Cup. No, no I, I, you know, I, comp- I completely agree with that. Um, and, you know, congratulations to Chelsea. I mean, they are flying the flag for, you know, rural Britannia and all that. So, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I guess, but I mean, my problem is this, though, Nick, you know, I hate Chelsea. So, I, mean, do I. I honestly I can't stand them. So, oh, I have um, to ask you this. It's very um, hard for me to say, oh, congratulations, Chelsea, but I'll, I'll, I'll do it through gritted teeth. How about that? Congratulations, well, Chelsea. Well, let's talk about Chelsea for a minute, Nick, very briefly, um, because uh, 
I wanted to get your take on where you think uh, our uh, favorite American is going, what's going to happen with him, because it looks like uh, he may well be kind of on the way out. Yeah, I mean, I could see him being surplus to requirements. Funny enough, I was talking with uh, Eric Winolder, my good pal Eric Winolder, Las Vegas resident like yourself and uh, uh, quite a notorious coach. And we were talking about Pulisic at the weekend and how he's really struggled to really stamp himself uh, with, within the Chelsea, the team, the squad, uh, and, and really the, the fans. And I think, you know, maybe he came in with a little bit too much fanfare. Uh, he was, you know, the American savior, so to speak. Yeah. And he really hasn't, you know, been consistent enough. I think injuries have played their part, but uh, I could see Pulisic being on the way out. Hey, Nick, uh, we've got to go to break. Uh, do you have time to figure one more in for us here? Yes, of course, yes. All right, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back with more right here, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byland Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Tom Robinson fan, winter of 79, great life. Spurs beat Arsenal, what a game. The blood was running down the drain. Gotta love that one, right, Nick? Oh, yes. It's a classic football in line. Yeah, yeah. Say Little Tom Robinson fan. Welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio, presented by betonline.ag, right here on the Sports Byland Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Nick Eber and Nick Webster with you. You get the two Nicks here talking Premier League football. We're going to turn our attention when we're finished with that to the Champions League matches this week, have a little chat about it and uh, so that you will be ready to rock and roll when you head over to our sponsor, betonline.ag, and bet your gambling money. Just a little bit. Make it, a, you know, make it entertainment, not a lifestyle, all right? Have a little fun with it. But we're going to point you. Nick, stop laughing. We're going to point you in the right direction. All right. Uh, <laughs> make it a bit of entertainment, not a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, by the way, find me on Twitter. I'm at Nick Eber. N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. He is at Nick Webster, N-I-C-K-W-E-B-S-T-E-R, on Twitter. And you can find this show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. You can also find the show in its entirety as soon as it's over on our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. All right, Nick, Crystal Palace, Chelsea, we talked about that. You know, Palace are an odd team. My last thought about this, because... Sometimes they can really come out and play great football and get great results. And other times they just show intense mediocrity. I mean, they are one of the most inconsistent teams for me in the Premier League. Oh, without a shadow of doubt. I mean, their last five games, three draws, two losses. But, uh, oh, 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 excuse me. Christian Palace making me sneeze. They do have Watford coming up next. So that's probably a chance for three points right there. But, yeah, um, I think Patrick Vieira started off very well. I think he's finding it a little bit tougher now. And the reason being is there's not a lot of depth in the squad. And uh, when they have a few injuries and Zaha isn't on form, they tend to struggle in the goal scoring department. And I think that's always been the Achilles heel for Palace. Yeah. And uh, when we get down to, when we start talking about some of the shock results here, and we're going to start looking at the top of the table, I'm going to tell you my opinion about goal scoring in the Premier League. All right. Uh, Next up, uh, Liverpool, Norwich City. Uh, I mean, 
this result was probably never in question. But I tell you what, Norwich, I thought they uh, they played valiantly, but they didn't get, obviously, any sort of a result. Well, no, they acquitted themselves really well. I mean, this game was a, a, an absolute nightmare for me, though, Nick, as I captained Trent Alexander-Arnold and brought in Andy Robertson to my fantasy team, and oh. Klopp left them both out. Yeah, you I were mean, definitely out of luck on that one. Yeah. Oh my God! And I, I mean, it was just—it was just too much. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I mean, Liverpool going down one nil to um, Norwich. I think the interesting thing for me here uh, was the crowd. The home crowd really brought the team uh, to life, and I think that was a great example of what a packed stadium in the Premiership can do to a team. I mean, they just kept on pushing the Reds forward, and once uh, once they did get the equaliser, there was only one winner on the card. Actually, Nick, interestingly enough, um, my take on this—I agree with the crowd. But um, this was really something of an announcement match for me because, you know, Diaz, the new signing, scored a wonderful goal, was absolutely instrumental throughout that game in making the machinery work and showed what an incredibly savvy and good signing he is. Another one in the line of Fenway Sports Group's sort of, you know, technical player evaluation system clearly working, Nick. Yeah. I mean, he really does look like a an exceptional talent. I thought he was very good in the Champions League when he made his debut uh, in midweek. And this was his first full start. And of course, yeah. he does the business with a, with a really well taken goal. So I think, you know, the Fenway have done a remarkable job in turning Liverpool around. And sometimes it is the backroom staff and the backroom boys that, that you know, they don't really get the credit that they deserve. So, you know, a doff of the cap there to the uh, Fenway group. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to the next one, though. Uh, Everton, Southampton. Uh, Nick, we talked about matches that surprised. Um, I was shocked by this result. 2-0 at oh, home really? to Southampton. I mean, you know, Southampton at home. I mean, they're, 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 pre- they're pretty solid at home. Uh, they've been scoring goals recently. They beat Tottenham away. They drew with Manchester United. And Everton, as we've seen, under Fat Frank, well, it's really they've not had the new manager bounce. I mean, yes, they did beat Leeds, but... I mean, everybody beats Leeds. So I think Everton are in, a, in, in quite a bit of bother, to be honest with you, Nick. And they are, I'm, I'm going to say it right now, they are in for a relegation dogfight because they are playing, guess who they play next? City. Manchester City. Yeah. Uh, and and the, interestingly um, I mean, enough, I, I like Newcastle right now better than I like Everton in terms of ability to get points. Well, it's funny, the, the, the bottom of the table, even though it does look like Newcastle has, has a little bit of separation, the fact that so many teams have, have played, you know, a weird number of games. So you, you really you really do have eight teams just separated by 10 points. And that's not a lot in the Premiership. You know, you no. win two, three games, bosh, that, that gap is that gap is uh, disappeared. Yeah. So, you know, it makes you wonder if Benitez really was the problem after all. Right. And uh, me thinks not. <laughs> You're not going to say anything on that? No, he wasn't the problem. No, he, but wasn't they, the problem. But he wasn't the right signing, and, and they didn't like him to begin with. So, all no, right. They didn't, but you know what? Everton, there's there's some systematic uh, uh, problems at the club that go far deeper than management and players. Agree. Nick Webster, the shock result of the weekend. Uh, plus 1,050 if you picked Tottenham to beat Man City at the Etihad. Now, Nick, I did not. I did not do that, and I watched that game, and I thought Manchester City 
were quite frankly outplayed by Tottenham at times. And Tottenham were very, very... Harry Kane showed how one player can make an astounding difference. Son and Kane had their way with Manchester City. Well, when you think about this, you know, Manchester City, prior to the season beginning, desperately wanting a classic number nine. They they made a bid for Harry Kane, wasn't accepted. And then, of course, Harry Kane yeah. comes back and, you know, bites the hand. I mean, I, I thought that Tottenham were on for a hiding. They'd lost three on the bounce. But Antonio Conte in his management career actually has never lost four league games on the bounce in, in, in any league he has managed. So I guess we should have expected something uh, something haywire. I mean, it really was a classic premiership game, though. Back and forth, uh, leads changing hands. And then in, in, in Premier League fashion, the dramatic late winner. And Harry Kane, I thought, was absolutely brilliant yeah and it really was and son i mean what what a combination they are and this this result i mean of course of course you were doing cartwheels well actually of no, course that seems a bit uh, extravagant yeah. for you maybe Fair you enough. did a sit um but uh <laughs> i mean for, for your lot and I'm i had another pie to celebrate nick i had another pie i mean really the the, the 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 result now has has made the the, the result I mean the the race wide open because you're a game behind six points behind you win that game in hand you're only three points behind and then you go to Manchester City right and, and here's the thing Nick if results going forward are going to be very important because right now there's only a two point goal differential between Liverpool and Manchester City. Yeah. If Liverpool beat City even by one goal, that'd be one point. So what happens between now and then is going to be critically important. Uh, Liverpool will face Leeds. Manchester City will face Everton. And they're going to look to just try and score a boatload of goal the next because, you know, uh, having a title decided based on goal differential is bloody awful. You know, I mentioned that I was going to talk a little bit about goal scoring. Statistically, I think 80% of the league winners is the team that scores the most goals in the league. And, you know, Liverpool right now have scored 64 goals, City 63. It's neck and neck. I'm, I'm not saying that that one, that one goal in and of itself would be the decider. But we are going to have a title race down to the wire, I think, Nick. Oh, no no two ways about it. I mean, I, I, I can't see, you know, I, I don't see Liverpool and Manchester City really losing games for the remainder of the season. Um, and it, it's, it's going to be very much like two years ago where, you know, City had to be perfect to win the title, correct? Uh, which they were. I which think they this were. Time around, actually, Liverpool might be perfect to win the title. It's going to be fabulous and fascinating to see. Uh, I, I await it uh, with a great deal of expectations. Leeds, Manchester United, Nick. Uh, United get this win and claim that this is, you know, they're finally, you know, everything's good, everything's wonderful, we're all together, it's kumbaya. I don't believe it. They beat Leeds. Big deal. They did concede two goals to Leeds, too. Well, it's a classic Lancashire-Yorkshire derby, you know, and the atmosphere at Ellen Road, the rain was coming in sideways. The tackles were absolutely flying in. It really was a great game to watch. And, you know, United cruising at 2-0 up, and all of a sudden it's 2-2, and I think the roof's about to come off Ellen Road, and then United come and place the dagger firmly in the heart of Leeds United, who, you know, rumors rumors are flowing around right now that, you know, Bielsa, gonna go, he, right? he's much loved at Leeds, maybe on his last legs, though. If Especially if, if Leeds United go down, Bielsa will go down with them, and then he'll be off to Argentina. 
So lots of discussion about, is it Jesse Marsh taking over at Leeds? Well, I find that one a little hard to believe. Um, I mean, the Leeds owners, I mean, they must they must have seen what, you know, Marsh's track record has been. And, and he didn't do terribly well uh, with Red Bull. Um, so I would be I would be a bit cautious about putting Jesse Marsh's name into the frame. But I mean, strange he is being happen. mentioned. He is being mentioned, Nick. All right. Now, finally, uh, Leicester City losing to Wolverhampton Wanderers, who are definitely having a resurgence, right, Wolves? But oh, I think I, I think Brendan Rodgers is going to get fired here in short order. I think he's going to get fired, and this is hilarious because he was, you know, he was up for like five different jobs, probably just about six weeks ago. But you know, Wolves, along with Liverpool, to me, are the form team of the Premiership. I mean, they've won four of their last five. Leicester City winless in their last five. So I wasn't surprised that Wolves won, and I watched this game, and I, I thought Wolves were, you know, tremendous value for the three points uh, and fully deserved it. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you uh, more, Nick. We just have. A few minutes left in this segment, uh, literally two. So uh, I would love to know uh, what your what your thoughts are very quickly and your picks for the Champions League coming up uh, this week because we do have the midweek Champions League. So uh, what uh, what what who do you like uh, in the matches that we have coming up? Well, I'm going to quickly go through them, but I think you know the, the big tie for me is the Atletico Madrid Manchester United. It's on Wednesday. Uh, you know, Atletico under Diego Simeone, always so, so tough to beat. And Manchester United, I mean, this is really one of their key ways to put the, put the gloss back on this team that has been struggling so much. Um, right. I, fancy, I fancy Madrid to actually get the result in this game. Chelsea should win quite comfortably against uh, LOSC. Um, and uh, Villarreal, Juventus, that's a tough one to call because Juventus have been struggling in the Serie A, but I still fancy the Italians. And then Benfica versus Ajax, two names that conjure up European royalty. Yeah. I have to go with Benfica because they are the home team. But uh, in, in, in all respects, this side of the draw, it doesn't have the romanticism that the other side has. No, it doesn't. So you're going with United. You're going with Benfica. You're going with uh, Juve and Chelsea. You're even going with Juve away in Spain? Yes, I would, yeah. All right. Sneak it one nil. Nick Webster, always a pleasure. Thank you, Mr. Giva. We'll talk soon. All right, cheers. Thank you, Nick. And uh, I'll be back right after the break to wrap it up here for you on World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byland Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Uh, By the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. I do hope you guys will join me each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, and then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the West Coast. I'll be right back. All right, we're going to have a TV party tonight. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag. I want to thank Nick Webster for joining me the last couple of segments and giving us his thoughts on the Premier League and all the goodies that come along with it. Uh, just to recap, here are Nick's predictions for the midweek Champions League matches. Now, these are not... The predictions of who will advance, but they are the predictions of who's going to win these matches, and I think you'll probably find they are probably also the predictions of who is going to 
advance. Let's start at Stamford Bridge, where Chelsea are picked to beat Lille. I don't think that's, quite frankly, too difficult of a pick. Uh, Spain, where Juve will travel to Villarreal, and uh, we are picking Juve to beat Villarreal. Again in Spain, Manchester United traveling to play Atletico Madrid. Nick is picking Manchester United to win that. I am picking a draw for that match. Could be a little different. We don't have to be in lockstep all the time. And finally, in the battle of teams that haven't won anything in a long time but have fantastic European pedigree, in Portugal, Benfica will be hosting Ajax. Nick Webster picking Benfica for that. And I am going to take the other side, and I am actually picking Ajax for that. So once again, Chelsea over Lille, Juve visiting Villarreal, uh, Webster has United over Atletico, I have a draw, Webster have Benfica over Ajax, I have Ajax over Benfica. So those are our Champions League picks for midweek. I do hope you'll check back in with us and make us a regular part of your week. Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast if you're listening late on Sports Overnight America. But don't forget, the podcast is available for you as soon as this show is over, which is going to be in about 2 15 or so seconds here. Uh, you can find the podcast at the Believe Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, iTunes, Google, you know it. All right, folks, chat to you tomorrow. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.